TV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. DPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m. Tuesdays, victory over the weights of life with author Jeanne Lebrin at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Word Ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with yours truly, the Psalmist Voice, by appointment only. Saturdays, is Saturdays for Fed with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by the locker room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the familiar. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365, tune in and all of our podcasts, social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destiny Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! It's time for the locker room with Coach D right now on TPV Radio. Radio.
It's time for the locker room with Coach D right now on TPV Radio. Radio. Let me tell you something, guys. I am. It's time for the locker room with Coach D right now on TPV Radio. Radio. The biggest news today. I mean, I've experienced, let me tell you, today like never before, and it's just been a wonderful day. So, if you hear the excitement in my voice, if you see I'm a little more amped up, that's just because the Holy Spirit is working. Well, hey, we thank you for tuning in. It's another episode of you entering to the locker room. And we're excited to have you here today because we're going to share some things to shake some things off, to get you back in the game and winning form. It is June 12, 2021, and you are now in the Men of Purpose locker room. I'm Coach Dean today, and um, I got an echo there, Coach, Coach Newton. Amen. Well, I'm Coach Dean. We're going to get this thing kicked off. We're going to get this thing kicked off because we're going to cover some things today that I know that God's going to do a mighty work in your life. And you're not here by chance. You're not here by accident. You were appointed to be here today to listen to this message because this is a message that I think that affects every man. At some point in their life, I don't care how long you've been walking with the Lord, we've been on this series, Making of a Warrior. Um, I go back out. Uh, we're on every streaming platform. You can just type in Google Men of Purpose, and you'll see we're on every platform there is. And I encourage you to go back and listen to some of the messages that we had, like dealing with your Goliaths and um this one here about insecurities and the decisions that we make because it's real important. This is the season of men. This is the time that men have to stand up. I, I've been blessed to go through this, this series uh, with Mighty Men's Institute, and one thing that I understand through the teaching there is when everything is chaos, chaotic around you and chaos it seems to be everywhere you look, it's a result of men not being men. It's a result of men being silent. Just as Adam was silent in the garden when the serpent was there and he he had tricked Eve, at that point, chaos entered his life, all because of his silence. So we're building and praying and hoping that these teachings will help reestablish your voice in the land, that you can be an impact in your home, with your family, in the community, and then in the church. So I'm going to, I got a, I was blessed to have an amazing, amazing coaching staff come alongside of me during this time when we started the locker room. And I've always got to introduce these guys. These guys aren't just laborers with me. These are my brothers. And I love each and every one of them dearly. We're, we're family. We're close-knit. And that's the beauty of it. You know, we're from all areas of the of the country here. But when we get together for this cause in the locker room, 
we're knitted together in the spirit and we're brothers. We we share the same spiritual DNA when we get here on this call because we have the same father. And I'm just thankful for these brothers. And I'd like to introduce the first coach up. He has been an amazing brother the last few years. He's He's been my sounding board. He's He's the one that helps keep me tight day in and day out, and I love this brother dearly. He has a beautiful heart and a beautiful spirit with a beautiful family. Coach Tut, if you're on the line, sir, I would like for you to introduce yourself. Hey, Coach Don. Yeah, I'm here. I uh, against the against the enemy's best efforts, I'm here. So. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We were kind of everybody reeling on their heels today. Amen. This uh, other coach, I've been, me and him, man, we've been in the trenches. We've had our sleeves rolled up, our boots tucked in, strapped up tight, and we've been getting at it for the last couple of years. I've never met a guy with that, such a spirit and the energy that this young man has. And I call him young because I'm a little bit older than him, but we're probably the same era anyway. But um, <laughs> he's just an amazing, amazing, amazing guy, and I always learn something from him every time. I hear him open his mouth. Just an amazing, amazing man. He's uh, he's our engineer, and, and this is actually part of his ministry that brought the locker room, TPG ministry. And I just love him and his wife and his family. You know, they're just beautiful people. Coach Newton, if you're on the line, can you introduce yourself, sir, to the guy? Yes, sir. Coach Newton is in the building and we got our offensive playbook ready, locked, and loaded. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the locker room. And I'm Coach Newton. So, head coach D, back to you. Hey man, hey man, I told you he's he's never short on energy. I mean, even on when I call him on the phone, he's the same way. <laughs> and I love him for it. This next coach, if he's out there, this guy I met this this past year, about a year ago, just this guy is so full of wisdom and knowledge. I mean, it's just dripping off him every time I get an opportunity to hear him minister. He's just an amazing, amazing guy. And um, we've only been knowing each other for a short time, but I felt like I've known him my whole life. And he's just, just really, really rock solid in the word, man of God. I mean, I can't say enough about him. He is a truly, truly, truly awesome, awesome man of God. And I'm I'm always blessed and honored, truly blessed and honored when I walk alongside of him in in ministry. Coach Coleman, if you're out there, introduce yourself to the guys today. Whose house is this? God's house. Whose house? God's house. Whose house? God's house. God's house? Yes, sir. <laughs> Coleman's in the bill. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My pleasure, gentlemen. My pleasure. Hallelujah. Who got the prayer, brothers? Who's got the prayer? Let's get it. Amen. Amen. This is this is awesome. I told you, family, we got an awesome, awesome coaching staff here for you today. These guys hitting on all cylinders. They constantly cook with hot grease. You will not leave this session today without getting something here. I truly believe that. But before we get crunk up, I just really want to open up with a word of prayer because I just feel like God is moving and he's doing something extra, extra special in this season and in this time. 
So, Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to come before you once again as we come together to your table to feast on what you will deliver out here today. And for every man that is on this call today that is listening wherever they are, because we know you can reach them right where they are in this time. But, Father, I ask you to start working on their hearts. And for every man that is on this call today that is listening wherever they are, because we know give them something that right they can meet here with today that helps them get into the victory and get back on their heart and Holy Spirit, this is your time. We relinquish ourselves give them to something that they can lead you to be the minister at the time that helps them get into the victory. Work. And for this we thank and praise you in Jesus Almighty name. Amen. Holy Spirit, this is your time. We relinquish ourselves to you. We ask you to be the minister at the time. We ask you to do the work. For this we thank and praise you in Jesus Almighty name. Amen. Are you there, Coach D? Yeah, that had to be a powerful prayer because it was said twice, so we uh, are. <laughs> 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 I know oh, that was good technology. That was good, brother. That was good twice. Yeah, yeah. that's a good prayer because it was said twice. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll. Um, I know oh, that was good technology. That was good, brother. That was good twice. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I, I think we. I think as we're going yeah. live, I think we yeah. have a double feed going here. I guess we got to uh, Well, let me let me see what's going on because I Hey man, I, I think we I it think it's we're going All right. All right. I think we're good. We should Okay. Hey man. Well, we're going to get the word out anyway. I mean, we ain't going to let nothing stop us. We're going to keep moving and, and moving forward. Hey man. Well, I got to give my shout-out. I got to give my shout-out today because I'm so excited. First and foremost, I got to give my shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he is absolutely 100% amazing. He has been doing some things. He's, he's in, And I'm going to tell you for all these listen, listening today, if you think you're a knucklehead and you're too, too far gone, you need to come and see me. Because I was a knucklehead and I was way out there, but God reeled me back in, cleaned me up, and I'm here today. So you're never too far gone. He's got something for you. All you got to do is yield yourself. Amen. So I got to give Jesus a shout out. I got to give a shout out to my amazing, wonderful wife, my, my queen. She, she's uh, the help me that God give me. And I just thank God for her each and every day and what she does. And I got to give a shout out to my children. They have been truly, truly a blessing in making me a father. And just really, just a real blessing in my life. I love you guys. And I thank God for each and every one of you. And I want to give a shout out to TPV Ministries with Pastor Chris and First Lady Newton. You know, they're making this possible. This is part of their vision that they had, that we could have things like Men of Purpose Locker Room Ministering to the masses to help get the captives set free, that we can minister to people right where they're at, raw and uncut. We, we, we're not 
fluffy down with a lot of doctrine and religion. We're just raw and uncut, just like the gospel, that we can minister to people right where they are. I want to give a shout-out, a special shout-out to Mighty Men's Institute, Coach Small. He's another uh, integral part of the locker room. He's the behind-the-scenes guy. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's just an amazing, amazing leader. He keeps pulling on me. He keeps me tight. I'd like to thank God for him. And there's a special shout-out I want to get out today. I had an amazing meeting with some amazing men today. Brother Andy, Brother Johnny, Blessed Ministries was just, we had a meeting and they were absolutely amazing. And I got to give them a shout-out because these guys are the epitome of what we should be each and every day, walking in the Word, standing on faith. They really, really blessed me. They challenged me, whether they know it or not, to, to level up, to level up. I mean, it was just an amazing time sitting at the table listening to the testimonies and the, and the words of wisdom coming from these men's life. And I got another young man on today that I've got to give a shout-out. He's like my little brother in the spirit coming up. Dom, God bless you. You're on. Thank you. And I know you're going to get some today. God's got something for you. Amen. Well, Coach Tut, I got mine out the way. You got some shout-outs you want to get out before we get rolling in this thing? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I really want to, I really want to thank my wife um, for her, for her patience and prayerfulness and her willingness to, to really support me in doing this. Um, you know, I, I, I really thank God every day for being able to to walk in the purpose that he's given me. Um, and I look forward to the things that he had in store for us in this ministry as we grow uh, and for all the wonderful things that I see him doing in my life on all levels. Um, you know, I, I think I'm grateful for the struggle, too, because I know that we grow closer to him through that. You know, uh, so I... I'd like to give a shout out to my boys as well, to Bryce and Brody. Um, you know, they're they're my inspiration for trying to be a better man in Christ. So that's all I got, Don. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Coach Newton, you got some shout outs yes, sir. you'd like to get out the way, sir. Well, let me just say this. Since we didn't have coach on this broadcast last time I just wanted to give him a public happy birthday coach Coleman because we couldn't tell you when we had the show last so I wanted to tell you now happy birthday brother we missed you but I understand so I won't throw a penalty flag for you not showing up and you won't get a $500,000 fine for not coming in the coach's locker so we forgive you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But we love you, man. I, I thank, also want to thank you, God. <laughs> I, I also want to give a shout out to my wife, uh, Shanice Newton. God bless you, babe, for doing what you do for TPV Ministries. Also to my kiddos, CJ Tajanique, Jalen Tyreek, Ian, and Tajane. 
Daddy loves you all to pieces. And also, I got to give honor to my apostle, Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr., Word Ministries, New Vision Ministries, Plainfield, New Jersey, my whole town. And I'm excited about what's to come. I'll announce it next month when we get closer, but it's just so ironic what God is doing for myself and Brother Don. And um, I remember our conversation that we the last people on the list of people getting ordained in the present day. I wouldn't even think I would be on the list, let alone be a thought. But God, see, this is the season. God is doing some stuff. And just because you think you don't measure up or talk like, be like, all this stuff, that all this stigma that's put out there, I guarantee you, if he could do it for Coach D and myself, he could do it for you. Just get out the way and have a relationship with God, and he will do the rest. So anyway, that is my spiel. We're broadcasting live on Facebook Live at TPV Radio, like the page. We're also broadcasting on www.tpvradionetwork.com. Just press the Live Now button, and you will see the locker room with Coach D. You can listen to us there as well. So that's all my plugs. God bless you. Let's get it. Let's go. And I'm done. Coach D, back to you. Amen, amen. Coach Coleman, we're going to hit the trial on this thing. We're going to hit it, and we're going to hit it 100 miles and running. You got any shout-outs you'd like to get out the way? Most definitely. Give a shout-out to uh, my wife and my children, Mike Jr. and uh, Eli. As a matter of fact, today is uh, my uh, my youngest son's birthday. Amen. So Amen. you see, I had to sacrifice one day for another, but we made it today. Hallelujah. We want to give a shout out to him and all the things that he's done and he's accomplished. And uh, God has just been real good in his life and our lives. We just want to give definitely a shout out to the Most High, Most High God, the only true and living God, our Savior, Elohim, El Shaddai. And I just want to say he's more than enough for me. So. Uh, and I definitely want to give a shout out to all those uh, who, on the last uh, occasion, uh, you know, bore the weight. I hear you. I hear you for the weight of the brother, amen, in his absence. So God grants you greater strength than you ever thought possible. And thank you. I hit a little happy birthday back there. You got the right person playing. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate every single one of y'all, every single one of y'all. And uh, shout out, obviously, to those as well who are listening in right now, who took the time out to come online and listen to us uh, as God continues to pour in and we pour out. In Jesus' name. Back to you, brother. Whose house is this? God's house. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> Woo. Amen. Amen. Well, we fired up here today. I tell you, this is, this is going to be an awesome time. And before I get right into it, if you're listening today and this is happened to be your first time listening, out on our website we have the calendar of the days that we broadcast. And the days that we don't broadcast, we encourage you to go out and, uh, like I said, Google Men of Purpose Locker Room, and you can listen to us on whatever, whatever streaming version you prefer. 
Um, you can go out on our website, mentalpurposelockerroom.com, uh, or we have a Facebook page, Mental Purpose Locker Room. You can get on there and um, see what's going on and, and, and drop a line if you want. Or if you'd rather just email us, it's moplockerroom at gmail.com. So we're out there, and we want to hear from you. So if there's any one of those opportunities that you'd rather use, we would love to hear from you. The coaches would. You know, even if it's just an encouraging, you know, God bless you guys. Keep up the good work. You know, we love we love everyone, and we love to hear. So we're going to get this thing going. So grab your Bibles. Come around. Sit down. We're going to eat up some word here. We're going to see what God is saying. And we're going to get this thing on the floor. Now, coaches, we've been talking about in this series about insecurity and the decisions we make. Now, I want to touch on the insecure piece because for myself, this was a struggle with me early on. I didn't know where to fit in. I didn't know how to fit in. I really didn't have nobody talking to me, um, encouraging me, mentoring me where I fit in. So I was left to devise all of this on my own, and and I tell you, I stumbled way more than I was upright. I I kept stumbling and stumbling and stumbling, but I I finally got there. But I want to help the guys out today that may be stumbling, that we can give them a piece of the puzzle to keep them upright and keep them walking. Now, if you've got your Bibles, you know, I want to unpack this real quick, coaches. Jeremiah in the 17th chapter, Jeremiah in the 17th chapter, we're going to be reading verses 7 and 8. Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, verses 7 and 8. And I'm going to put this on the floor, and we're going to unpack this thing, and we're going to help some guys out today. Amen? Amen. Verse 7, bless is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when he comes. But its leaves will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Now, coaches, that's a whole lot. And Man, that, as you read it, it gives you hope, so much hope. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. But, coaches, let's unpack this. Coach Tut, why is it so hard for us to trust the Lord? Because you said when we do, we'll be like that tree planted by the waters. We'll be with spread out its roots by the river. But why is it so hard for us to trust the Lord? Coach, go ahead. Let them know. So a lot of the times the issue that we have is that we're so wrapped up with the things that we see. You know, our, our faith in God is based on what we can't see, the, but we're constantly getting visually assaulted with the things of this world, so it distracts us pretty easily from what God has for us. We have to be very intentional in making sure that we're keeping our focus on God you know, we we might glance at the problems, but our gaze has to stay on Jesus. 
you know, and, uh, as we speak about the as we speak about the tree that doesn't worry about the year of drought, um, you know, olive trees are very unique in that they actually hold water in the trunk of the tree. Mm. And in Israel, the olive trees are all over the place, but they survive because they store the water in the trunk. And it's not until about a week or two before the rainy season comes, it knows when the rain is coming, that it actually releases that water out to the branches and starts to produce the fruit. And so that's how it's able to survive that season of drought. Now, you know, if... If the word of God is to be our food, our nourishment, we have mm. to take it in and store it and really apply it and keep it in our trunk, you know, so that in those seasons of drought, we have nourishment to sustain us until the rainy season comes, until new new life comes with the rain where we actually start to see the fruit produced. Mm. Man, that's good stuff there. That's good stuff. Let's park right there for me. Coach Newton, man, that was good. But how do I retain the word to help me in these times when things seem like everything is going wrong? How do I, how do I be like that olive tree that I can store the word within me, that I can utilize it when things get rough? Talk to the guys, Coach. Let them know what's going on. Well, the first thing we need to understand is that insecurity is a form of fear. And God doesn't need for certain things for us to feel insecure. Now, there's a lot of things that we go through in life. There's a lot of things that happen in life. Oh, you was the fat kid. You was skinny kid. Oh, you had the odd head or the long feet. Whatever it is. See, these are things that we grow with. And then they say you grow into your body. Well, for some of us, we still have the big head. Just saying. But anyway, um, you know, God designed insecurity as a warning that we are vulnerable to some kind of what? Danger. So our instinct is to be protective. We get in our mm. protective stance. See, the thing is, feeling the weight of your weakness and failures, that is the perfect position where God can plant and get you where you need to be. See, I don't think they heard that. See, we're taught that because we fail or because we're insecure or we lack confidence, mm-hmm. or we're not educated enough. We're told in some of our Christian circles that we're, we'll never get approval from God. We'll never have that blessing from God until we get our stuff straight. Well, I'm sorry. I beg to differ. Because if you read the word, the, most of the men that were great all had flaws. Uh-oh. Most of the mm. men that were in the word had insecurities. One example, Moses, he had a problem with communication. That was his insecurity. What did God do? Assign Aaron to be his what? Mouthpiece. See, I can go on Amen. and on and on. But see, my point is this. See, we have to understand in order for us to stop feeling the way we feel is by giving 
ourselves up. What do I mean by that? Well, that means usually when you're in a state of fear, when you're in a state of disappointment, when you're in a state of disapproval, you're in a chronic sense of inferiority, that is the right time to get out the way and allow God to fill that insecurity in your life. Well, Coach Newton, that sounds churchy. Okay, let me break it down to you in layman's terms then. Thank you very much. Here we go. Basically, just like you have a relationship with your mom, with your dad, your brother, your sister, if you don't put in the time or the effort, guess what? You'll get the same result in return. I got the T-shirt, the hat, and the MP and the MP3 player. If you don't Amen. put in the work, how do you expect results? You're not going to get any. So it's the same thing with having a relationship with God. Not a religion. A relationship because the religion will only get you so far the relationship will give you breakthrough okay let me stop because I'm about to throw a penalty flag on my own self so coach Steve mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave it right there put a stamp on it back to you amen 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 you know coach Coleman I hear the guys out there and 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 now, I'm going to read Psalms 9 and 10. Psalms 9 and 10. And it says, And those who know your name will put their trust in you, for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Now, Coach Coleman, I hear these guys out here screaming to us. They're saying, look, man, I've been trying this thing, but my, my credit score is so bad it's got a negative in front of it. I'm still two paychecks behind. And it seems like every time I try to get up on my feet, you tell me trust in the Lord, but I can't see anything. I can't see where I'm, I'm supposed to do or where I'm supposed to go. What you going to tell them, Coach Coleman? Get them straight. You got the floor. All right. I'm, I'm going to borrow something from Psalms 1 and 2. Psalms 1 and 2 and Psalms 1 and 3 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be, this sounds familiar, this part sounds familiar, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Um, let's put it this way. Um, one of the things that we I've learned is that as a man, you will trust in something. Uh, you get up in the morning, you go to work. You trust that after 40 hours or how many hours you put in that you will get paid. Amen. You trust that at some point in time, not only would you get, will you get paid, but if you perform outstandingly, that someone will, will, will pay you above and beyond measure. You trust that maybe someone, somewhere, whatever relationship that you form will be able to return in kind uh, that which you poured into them. You trust. No matter what, you have to trust in something. So here's what I found out. Mm-hmm. Faith and fear have this one thing in common. Imagination. They both Come require on. your imagination. And that means mm-hmm. that you have to trust that there is something that's given you the power to have an imagination. So let's just give it from its basic form that there is an individual, a, a higher being, who is capable of putting these things 
uh, in the palm of his hand and crafting a new day for you. So you should trust in the Lord. Uh, I'll even give you one more. Even when you stepped out, you kind of stepped into it when you started. Even when you stepped out of his will, even when you stepped out of what would seemingly be God's will, here's what I do know. You should trust in the Lord because apparently Jonah thought enough that if they threw him over the boat, the things were, the men trusted that God would let it go, that God will stop the seas from, from, from tossing to and fro. So even then, they trusted that God would do that. But how about this? Somewhere along the line, God was such a good God that he sent a whale or a big fish, whichever one you want to call it, to cover Jonah even while he was in the water. So even when you're out of the wheel, God sends it. So you might as well learn that God is the one you ought to trust in. This is just my thought. And I, I, I want you to know, I really want to tap into that, that even when you're outside, you should trust him. No matter your condition, mm. whatever you think about yourself today, even when, look, use Jonah. You know he was out. You know he was disobedient. But yet and still, God was trustworthy. He was trustworthy. He still protected him even when he was out of the wheel. So you should trust him. I kind of wanted to make sure I came full circle with that guy. I hit every, hit every, every nail on every head. So no matter where you are, mm. I don't care how far you are, Look for your whale. Look for your whale. Look for your big fish and watch God bring you back to show. So trust him. All right, I'm going back to you, sir. Man, that's good stuff, guys. Man, that's good stuff. You know, and, and that's it. That's it. Because, you know, when you guys were ministering, I was thinking about this little exercise that they do in, in several circles where you would stand facing one way and people would be behind you. And they say, close your eyes and you just fall back. We got you. And you would sit there and you, some of the people you don't even know. And you'll close your eyes, you'll cross your arms, and you'll, you'll fall backward. And guess what? They catch you. The thing where I'm getting at here is, is this. And, and I take this snippet from Dr. Billy Osborne. He has been ministering to me just amazing. And if you get a chance, go out there. He's out on every streaming platform as well. He coined the phrase, we have to learn to master the art of blindness. Because 2 Corinthians 2 and 7 says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. And a lot of times the insecurities are built up in us for what we experience and see around us. But we have to know that the our, we, we, we have more, we have an advocate on our side. But we're not going to get it when we see it. We have to get it when we close our eyes and stand on faith. And a lot of times, and, and I'm glad Coach Newton brought it out, because that's where we're going at next, too often we let other people define where we should be, how we should do it, how long we should do it. And we get so confused, so we're trying to hold on this thing, a tangible thing, when we should be in faith on this thing. So if you're struggling today with insecurities, you're going to have to close your eyes. And I know this sounds crazy. Read the word and believe the word. That's the thing. You have to believe that word. 
That word is just like that group of people that's standing behind you. You just got to let go and fall. The word is going to catch you. Um, me and uh, Brother Andy said today that God said in his word, the promise, he's never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. That means God's got you. He's got you. So there's no other way to say it than just believe in the word. Trust in the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. Write it down. Make it your screensaver because that's what's going to get you through. Because, see, what, what Coach Coleman brought out was, 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 was excellent was the point that fear and, and, and is, is got something that will look to stranglehold you. And you can't have fear and trust, see, because insecurity is that Petri dish that wants to breed fear in your life. That's why we want to eradicate it, because you are a champion. You are a warrior. There's more to you than what you believe. You just have to receive this today by faith and stand up. Amen. Now, I want to touch on that, Coach Newton. You brought out a good point. And this is another cause of insecurity that we wrestle with when we allow others to define what success looks like in our life. When we allow others to define our walk in our life. And this is so dangerous. Because the reason it's dangerous, majority of the time, they want to attach material things along with it. And that's the danger. They want to measure your spiritual walk by what you have or what you don't have. And coaches, let's unpack this for the guys. How do we stop? those words that came to us that made us insecure about what we should be and what we should be doing. Coach Tut, talk to the guys for a minute. So when we start listening to other people because of either we're not confident enough in our relationship with God or we're not doing the things in our life to, to hear that voice of God. Um, we have to make sure that we're getting wise counsel because there are a lot of fools that are out there that will give you whatever their, whatever their opinion is, hear that voice of God. Um, we have to make sure that we're getting wise counsel because there are, a lot of fools that are out there that will give you whatever their whatever their opinion is. But, mm-hmm. but you have we have to make sure that the advice that we're getting is grounded in the word. Yes. But that in hearing it in the word that we're also verifying what it is mm-hmm. that we're hearing. But you have you know, there are a lot of people that sure cherry pick the Bible. The advice that we're getting is grounded in the word. Kind of hearing myself twice. that and hearing it in the word that we're okay. So we have to make sure that we're verifying what we're getting. There are a lot of people that'll cherry pick the Bible 
instead of taking a holistic approach and let Jerry pick it to, to back up whatever opinion they may have. You know, um, we, we have to make sure that we're receiving counsel from the wise. You know, uh, the, the wise man listens to godly advice, accepts instruction continually, and proactively seeks out wise counsel. And usually the people that are quick to offer their advice are people that are not going to be grounded. You know, there's a lot of, there's an old phrase, it's it's better to be thought, what is it? Better to be thought stupid uh, or be quiet and be thought of as dumb than open your mouth and remove all doubt. Um <laughs> And there's a lot of people that love to talk, but you know you have to make sure that you're that what you're receiving is actually coming from the source that brings wisdom. Amen, amen, amen. Coach Newton, I mean, Uh-oh. a lot of what. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear. You. A lot of what this has been coming in my life, Coach Newton, has been a result, believe it or not, of my parents telling me this. How can I uproot this that I can get back on track and get rid of this insecurity? You have the floor, sir. Well, when you are growing up, you are in a place where you're trying to find who you are. So where do you find your identity? Well, most of us will understand as we grow, we understand that our identity is who we understand ourselves to be, will be at the core. What does that mean? It's our essential self, who we are, what makes us, what makes us, you see when you grow up in an environment where all you hear is negativity eventually some of that stuff will start rubbing off or if you live in a situation where you come from a single parent home most right. guys have to have to grow up a lot faster than normal why because we get this sense of we want to make sure mama's okay. So we're going to try to get a paper out, a part-time job, whatever it is, learn how to cook, whatever it is to try to help lessen the load. That same mentality could be also be used in the street as well, but that's a whole nother show. But my point is this. We start developing our, our identities based on our circumstance, our situation. Now, as we grow, and if we're, uh, if we're introduced to church, now some of the values of church will start to be planted. As you grow up, you become a teenager. We all know how it is to be teenage boys. Just saying. So we still are trying to find ourselves. So we're listening to everyone else. We're listening to Uncle Ray Ray. We're listening to Grandpa Pop. We're listening to the TV. We got all this stuff going on, but 
what I learned at a very late age, age is that God was knocking at my door the whole time. And just like Coach Tut just said, sometimes we just need to be quiet and listen. See, that's always been our drawback. We don't listen. And when we don't listen, we make the wrong choices. Therefore, we end up assuming an identity that's not even who you are, but you're taking it because it's cool or because uh, it, it sounds cool to the boys on the, on the street corner or so my mom won't think I'm this way or the church folks won't think I'm that way. See, we put on a mm. lot of different identities. And see, we don't know the right answer because we don't know how to be quiet. Sometimes we just need to be quiet. And see, for me, honestly, this is probably the most in the last five years of my life, this is probably the most I ever talked. Yeah, believe it or not, it's the truth. Because I never really said how I felt because I wasn't comfortable enough to express it. Because, oh, you're always so emotional. Oh, you're always so hyped. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. See, once I realized that God gave me this type of projection for a reason, and once I allowed him to start putting things in my spirit versus me trying to think about everything, I'm trying to say, it just flowed. And no, I can't help it. When it comes to the things of God or what I've gone through, I'm going to go straight ham and cheese. And sometimes I might get a penalty flag or get ejected from the game because I'm I'm that transparent and I'm that passionate about what God has done for me. And I want to make sure it translates to someone that's listening. So I know what it's like. I've been on both sides. I didn't know who I was, and I started making all these other identities based off of what my mama said. Oh, remember that saying, some, some of us got this talk, but some of us came from the perfect home, so we may not get real with it. But sometimes, remember your mom said, you'll never amount to nothing. Yeah. Act just like your daddy, or you just going to be like them knuckleheads out in the street. Yeah. See, mm. these are the things that stick. See, that sticks with you. So even if you're not doing it, sometimes the person can think or assume that you're walking that path. And in all actuality, you have to be confident within yourself to know that you're walking the path that you're supposed to walk. Is it easy? No. Do you have some hard pitfalls from time to time? Absolutely. But my point is this. When you get out the way, and this is what I had to learn. This was a, I just recently learned this a year ago. Once I started getting out the way and let God take care of it, stop trying to be Superman, stop trying to do everything, stop trying to leap tall buildings in a single bound, you're going to fail, it's okay, that doesn't make you less of a man because you do. Sometimes we do fall. But see... But again, see, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother show, brother Don. I could tap into that because it does weigh on your identity 
and insecurity, but we don't have a lot of time for that. So let me be quiet and let me pass the mic over to the next coach. So I'm done. Amen. Amen. Good stuff, guys. Amen. Good stuff. I pray that you're receiving because, you know, listening to the coaches minister today, I am, because I'm not far-fetched from what we're talking about here today. I battled with a lot of insecurities coming up in my childhood. You know, I'm, I'm a big guy, so I was a fat kid coming up, and I had to undergo all of that. And then I tried to find my my identity through other people or other things. So I wasn't walking out my true identity. I was walking out a formulated identity based on my insecurity. And it really, really stopped a lot of progress in my life, not just from a spiritual standpoint, but from a personal standpoint. Because I was trying to achieve and do things that I wasn't called or capable of doing. And then I would get frustrated. And that's the big thing, Coach Coleman. Frustration in that. Trying to walk out something I formulated based out of my insecurity. And not standing on who I am. And, you know, a lot of times I didn't even know Christ, Coach Coleman, at that point. This was just something that I dealt with as a young man coming up. But when I got to know Christ, I felt that residual effect in bringing that along. And it took me a a while to really understand who I was. So, Coach Coleman, let's break this down for the guys. How can they get rid of all that junk that came tagging along when they accepted Christ as Stopping them from getting their purpose and their destiny now. Coach, talk to the guys. You got the floor. I'm going to say something that maybe most people uh, would agree, and they know the answer, but it requires prayer. It requires you to seek uh, the direction of your heavenly Father, to allow him to pour into you uh, the correct uh, programming, and the correct knowledge. Uh, I think right. Jesus said to the Jesus said to the disciples, you know, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Mm. So the, the understanding here is that you, even sometimes from not all, obviously not all religious leaders, but there are religious leaders who may jump on board with your parents and uh, may even chastise you even more than your parents would have. Uh, not necessarily with a belt, but with their own words over the pulpit. Uh, right. You know, and, and and you find that these things become, uh, if you will, uh, and said any other way, obstacles in your life that you have to overcome. And you have to be able to identify the people who are in your life to make you better, as opposed to those who are in your life to make you worse. And that requires a discerning spirit. You have to be able to go to your heavenly father. Me and the scripture says, when my father or my mother forsake me, then the Lord will lift me up. So when your family Mm. seems to forsake you and do you wrong, I'll use somebody else. Um, Samson, Samson, I have to recall the scriptures for Samson, uh, when he was trying to get away from the Philistines, he ran to his own people, and his own people uh, wrapped him up. 
and uh, right. and deliver them unto the Philistines. But he, God gave right. him, filled him with the strength to break the straps or the ropes so that he could be free. So sometimes your own people can choose mm. to try to deliver you over to the enemy. But you need the power of God to come upon you to release you from these things. And if you try to do it any other way, you will fail. You can't make it your willpower. It's only God's willpower that will work. I just I got Amen. that right there. That was direct from heaven right there. That was good. It's not Amen. just your willpower. Amen. You can go. You, you might have a twelve step process, but you're going to go through the process, and you have to get to the point where you get get delivered. And you 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 can't walk around and say I'm an alcoholic. No, when God is done with you, you're no longer an alcoholic. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. But you got Come to on. get close to the Son. You got to get close to the Son, and when you get close to the sun, I think uh, for a prescription, I've been using this all week, is to go back to the word of God and allow him to feel mm-hmm. you. He says, I, I fearfully and wonderfully made you. You are the apple of my eye. You are the one that I mm-hmm. cherish. You are the chosen one. You, God continues to pour good into you. That the, I know the thoughts I think towards you, they're good, uh, to give you an expected end. You know, these are the positive and most powerful things that you could have in your life to bring you up to the place where you ought to be so that you can be on the level playing to receive even more from God. So I'm going to I'll say specifically that it is out there, uh, but you have to give yourself an opportunity to shut everything else off Amen. and only look for the voice of God. And I know I might be running Amen. out of time, but I, I, I hope no. uh, and pray that these are the things that you need to hear. And I, I want to say this as well. Though. I want to. I want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to me clearly. Uh, this one I do. First Kings the thirteenth chapter. In First Kings the thirteenth chapter. There is a man who understands his mandate. He goes to the king and he tells the king what God has to say. But God has told him not to eat of the fruit of the land or anything or drink any water while he's there. But somewhere mm-hmm. along the line while he's on his mission, someone comes along and says, I, too, am a prophet of God, and God has told me to tell you to come back and eat at my house. Hmm. Now, let me ask you something. If God has told you and some man comes along and tells you something different, what should you do? Mm, that's good stuff. Now, if God mm. has told you and some man says, I'm a prophet, too, hold on, I, I'm already a prophet. I'm already a prophet, and I already heard from God. And I'm saying this to you, and I'm speaking to your heart, because if you know that God has already told you what you needed to know, don't accept any other form of programming. Go ahead. Amen. Allow God to work in your heart and finish your mission. Because that man listened to that other man, and his end was not good. Let's Amen. listen to God. God speaks to you, listen, and get it. Go get it. Go get it. Whose house? God's house. Go get it. God's house. Amen. <laughs> Woo, that's good stuff there, man, I tell you. Hey, you know, Coach uh, Tut, something just dawned on me here that how we, we allow these insecurities to limit our belief system. Just listening to the coach's minister, 
just really set it apart for me that we allow insecurities to limit our belief system. Talk to talk to the guys a minute, Coach Tut. How can we get away from that self-limiting belief system? You have the floor, sir. So when we when we as we're growing up, obviously we're we're molded by the people that are around us, the people that pour into us for better or for worse, for the the way that we grew up, the you know economic status that we grew up in, the type of household if we have both parents, one parent, no parents, you know our our siblings, our church life, all that comes into account. But what we end up with is self-limiting beliefs where we feel that we're restricted as if we're supposed to be a certain way based on other people's opinions. And through relationship with God, we, we have to grow into understanding that we're, we're not limited by those things. You know, we are, we are created by God for a very specific purpose in this world. And when we allow those self-limiting beliefs to keep us restrained, it's, it's like holding back a, a thoroughbred horse. You know, we're, we're keeping it in, we're keeping it in the stable instead of letting it run the race that it's intended to race. It's, we have to move past that and we have to get to understand not only who we are, but whose we are. When we, when we truly accept that we belong to God, that we are his child, then it lets us move past these self-limiting beliefs that keep us from succeeding in all aspects of life. You know, we, we grow up and we, we feel bound by, to as the type of father that we can be because of the type of father that we had growing up. You know, but we have the choice to be better. You know, some of us had amazing fathers, some of us had amazing role models that poured into our lives as we were growing up, but some of us didn't. And, you know, it's, we're able to do better because of our relationship with God. We're not limited by the opinions of others. We're not limited by the things that people tell us, well, you'll never be this. If that's what God puts on your heart to be, then you're only doing yourself a disservice and the world a disservice by not pursuing that with everything that you have. Amen. That's what I got right now. Did we lose your coach? Did we lose Coach D? I don't know. Uh oh, he's still on the line. He probably put himself on mute. He may have, and that's okay. You know, we we really have to we have to move past the things that have held us back in our faith, in our careers, in our life, in our marriage, in our you know all aspects of our life, in the way that we engage with other people, in the way that we pursue our passions, the way that we pursue our our faith. We have to let go of these self-limiting beliefs because all it does is hurt others, and it keeps us from fulfilling the thing that God made us to to do in this earth. It keeps us from leaving the footprint that God intends for us to use, you know, to where at the end of the day, 
when he comes and asks us, how did you use the gifts that I gave you? Mm-hmm. If we're not fully pursuing him, if we're giving in to these self-limiting beliefs, then we're not going to be able to, we're going to be like the person that buried their treasure, you know, where, where it's mm-hmm. only one-to-one. It didn't grow. It didn't multiply because we didn't right, use right. it. We didn't, we didn't nurture that and help it to grow into what it can really be. Wow. That's good. That's good stuff. Well, we we just hit just a little bit over the halfway mark. Coach Newton, if we got somebody out there on the line and wants to chime in, we would love to hear from you at this time. Um, you know, you don't have to get on and preach. You know, just, just give us a thumbs up, acknowledge, you know, if you're enjoying it, let us know. If God is giving you something, you know, you think that you can add on to what we're talking about in insecurity, maybe even the testimony. We would love to hear from you at this, at this time. If we got anybody out there, Coach Newton, Sir, we do, and I'd love to add a piece that Coach Tut put on once we get done with the callers, but definitely let's get them on. First caller, we will only read the last four digits of your phone number for security purposes, so if you're here, give a brief description, what have you, if you like, or if you're just listening, just say I'm just listening, and we'll move on to the next caller. So, first up. Zero five three five zero five three five. You are live. You're in the locker room. Hey, coaches, how's it going? Hey, it's good, to, good? good to talk with you. And uh, Coach hey, hey. B, I uh, really enjoyed uh, your discussion here. And uh, really, it's so much. Just reminds me that our walk with God, the, the Word is in us, you know, as we read uh, the, you know, Christ in us, the hope of glory, who is the word made flesh. And as we put more of him in our lives, as we get rid of what's in us and fill our lives with him, that's the food body just to, um, just to overcome everything. And, uh, you know, I just meditating on that Christ in me, the hope of glory, you know, it's the secret is right there. <laughs> it's the word mm-hmm. in us may manifest in the flesh. So, uh, but yeah, it's just great. It's good to see you. This is where all the great people hang out here at the coach's uh, <laughs> locker room. So, yeah, good to see you, man. Glad to have you, brother. Glad to have you. That's good stuff. That 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 is great stuff, and it's it's right on point with where we're at. And you know, the thing about it is. A lot of men don't realize, I mean, that word insecure is just like taboo, but until we confess it, we can't unpack it. And that's the thing that we have to get across to these guys. You got to confess it in order to heal and unpack it. I know it's, I know it's, it's a tough word. You know, it, it, it challenges us in our manhood, insecure, because we want to, walk around with our chest poked out and think we're all that in the bag of chips and you can't touch me and I've been here and I've done that. But if we don't really start cleaning house, and I love the way you put it, uh, brother, is that we have to, less of us and more of Christ. 
and that'll dispel a lot of what we're going through. Amen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. And uh, we would love to have you on. Amen. Coach Newton, back to you. Yes, sir. Next caller, 7504. 7504. Welcome to the locker room. God bless you. Hello, hello. This is Dominique. Good, man. What's going on? Man, glad to have you here in the locker room. Man, I really praise the Lord for this meeting because today was just phenomenal. Today was phenomenal, man. I, um, it's like it's a season where I spent so much time with my dad today. And... Um, talked and we ate lunch and working on his health and just trying to get stuff right and I was able to pour my heart out he was able to pour his and you know I thought about how close Jesus was with his father you know and the fact that when Jesus was on earth he totally depended on Christ so that every message that I heard I was taking notes because I knew exactly um, what this season is like for me to just be still and know that he is God. Mm. And mm. I think, honestly, there's so much noise in our generation. I'm 28. Oh, I'll be 28 next month. And the thing, the reason why a lot of our youth, the reason why a lot of our youth are having such a hard time is because there's a lot of noise with social media um, everything that's going on in the political world, it's this real spiritual warfare um, in the fight zone. And God told me, he's, in order for you to, he told me, in order for you to really hear my voice, you have to shut it off for a minute. You have to really shut it off, dig deep into the word, and you would know who I am. You would know. So... I'm just really thankful to the Lord and what he's doing in this season. And like yesterday was a, it was kind of phenomenal. I was just outside on the porch reading the word of God. And two of my neighbors, grandkids, they came up and they were just kind of like, what you doing? Is that the Bible? I'm like, yeah, it's the Bible. And he's like, I want to know more about Jesus. And that, I'm like, what? So it was an opportunity to talk to him about Jesus. So, you know, it, it, you know, we played against. She said, can we play Simon Says? I was like, no, we're going to play Jesus Says. So I said, Jesus Says, go, go to the tree. And I don't know why God was giving me this, but I said, Jesus Says, run to the tree. Then I told him, you know, run to the gate. And one ran to the gate. I said, Jesus didn't say do that. So if it's not Jesus' voice, then don't do it. I said, uh, Jesus says, go in the house and tell your grandfather that you love him. I had him do that twice. So it's just the little things we could do to get the word out, you know, still, because we just, you know, I'm looking at what's going on, and I'm just like, I experienced some stuff in my life where I'm like, well, I hate for somebody else to go through that. What can we do? Preach the word. Amen. Amen. Well, bless you, brother. We're glad that you came on, and we hope you continue to listen to you. You're always welcome in the locker room. 
Uh, just love your spirit, love your heart, love what God's doing for you in this season. Um, you and Brother Andy have been a blessing to me, and I would love to have you guys continue to, to come on in. Amen. Well, oh, Coach Jones, we got anybody else out there? Uh, no, sir. There, we only had two today. So back to you, Coach. Amen. Well, Coach Newton, you said you had something you wanted to unpack uh, about self-limiting beliefs before we move on. You want to share yes. that now? Yeah, I'll just be I'll be as quick as I possibly can because this is the young man actually hit the nail on the head. See, there's a mm-hmm. lot of noise because this is why. See. We all know that we can know the right answer, but not know the right answer, right? We answer this question Mm -hmm. from our heart because our identity is tied into what we really love, what we really want, and what we really believe offers us hope. So in other words, y'all, we always find our identity in our own God, little g. See, our little g may or may not be the little g of our creed. We may say our little g is the Lord, but that may not really be true. Here's some scriptures. Luke chapter 6, verse 46, Isaiah chapter 29, Verse 13, now, our little g is the person or thing we believe has the greatest power to determine who we are, why we're Mm. here, what we should do, and what we're worth. Our little g is what we can't help but seek and follow because we believe our little g's promises will bring us to the happiest or greatest peace or joy. This is why we are so insecure, coaches, because we're too busy listening to our own God, little G. And I'm going to drop the mic back to you. Wow. Wow. Wow, man. You, you know, Coach Coleman, you, you unpacked something a while ago that, that really didn't get a chance to sit on too much, but it, it, it really plagues a lot of men in the body of Christ, and it plagues a lot of men from a natural standpoint that keeps them from coming into the body of Christ. Because we know First Peter, Five and eight tells us to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But Coach Coleman, unpack this for the guys about fear, worry, and how it takes their peace and will lead to depression. I see a lot of guys suffering from depression. How can they get over that hump? 
Talk to him, Coach Coleman. Uh, my, my, my. That's good. That's good. Um, I think the quickest one I could use, uh, and it just continues to come directly to, to my mind, is David found himself in a place when he returned uh, in the scripture. He returned to a place uh, called Ziglag. You know, the crazy thing about this is that Come David on. had been, lived his life, and sometimes we don't call this out, but he'd been living his life out as a fugitive, but he was a champion in the fugitive land. So even the enemies of Israel knew him to be a champion. Uh, he, he was so much of, look, he was so much of a champion that part of the Philistine army, who was a direct enemy of Israel, knew him to be a good warrior, and he wanted David on his team. But when he came back to Ziglag on this particular occasion, the champion's coming back, but he finds that the homeland has been destitute, and even his own men want to come at him. Right? And he can't find space or place, if you will, to be what he knows he is, and he cries out. He, he's, he's obviously discouraged. And there's a problem when a man becomes discouraged. And when he becomes discouraged, and even more so when the woman that he would be with is absent and she's distracted. Mm-hmm. I've heard that taught uh, some time ago. So at the end of the day, when you're discouraged and you feel defeated, even though you know you've been a champion in the past, you have to do what David did. You have to go find Come your ephod. You got to go put on your priestly garment. You have to remind yourself of who you are, regardless of what the circumstances or situations dictate or, or begin to say to you at this moment in time. And sometimes fear will speak louder. And here is where things show up. I use uh, let's use David's ancestors when they went out to go fight the giants in the land. They said in Numbers, the 13th chapter, that we are as grasshoppers in their sight. You diminish your own capabilities based on what you've already thought of the past and what you're unable to accomplish. I like what Coach Touch said previously. Sometimes you put your own self in a box and you lock your own self down. You keep yourself from becoming all that you're capable of being simply because of the framework you grew up in. Wow. The people told you you couldn't do it. Your mama told no. Look, ain't nobody in our family forgive a common vernacular. Nobody in our family's ever been a doctor. Nobody's ever been a lawyer. Nobody's ever been a scientist. Nobody's ever been this or that. Nobody's ever done. No one in the family has. But because you know God, and you can put on on your ephod, which means that He could change. He could change, and He can break the curses in your life. When you begin to realize that you have now, when you get born again, you're born of God, which means you get to be a part of a family. You get to be a part of a family that's conscious. Your God, look, your God can't, won't just make you a champion, but he's already made your world. When you start thinking like that, then you'll get exactly what David got. He put on his ephod. He reminded himself of who he was. And he asked God, shall I go and will I recover all? And when God speaks back, hallelujah, you shall recover all. I'm telling y'all today, hands down, 
You can become discouraged. You can be overwhelmed by the obstacles that are before you. But understand this. You can't be a champion without overcoming obstacles. You can't be a champion without putting your foot on somebody else's neck, namely the enemy. You gotta. I've heard people say, you know, I thank God for many things I didn't go through. I don't even know what I didn't go through. I thank God for the things He brought me out of that I did go through, mm. and He made me a champion in that. I know He's God when He's brought me out of the things I know about. Come on. I know about. I know when I messed up. I know when I did things wrong, and He still showed up. And help me put that ephod on. And he came, mm. you're still my priest. You're still my son. You're still there for me. And I feel like I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a zone right now. But I just want to say, because Tut, you hit it You got to break down those things and put up new foundations and new walls for what God is building for us. And when we start taking these things on and we start realizing that fear Fear ain't nothing but my imagination running the wrong way. I need to put faith in power <laughs> and make and make my heart run toward God. When I put my faith in my works will show forth that I believe God. I believe God. So um long answer, but it's the truth, my brother. It is the truth. You have yeah. to put on your ephod. You have to remember who you are. You have to when you're discouraged, go find your carriage. If you're discouraged, I mean, somebody took it from you. You're distracted. You, you, something's been removed. Go find your carriage. And oftentimes you'll find your carriage in the presence of God. And let him remind you who you are. Man, let me tell you. I, I pray. I, I mean... How can you not get something from this? You guys, you coaches have been on fire, and you're hitting on everything that the kingdom wants you to hit for these men that are listening to this today. Because let me tell you why. It's too often in even our church circles that this stuff isn't talked about on the level it's being talked about today. Now, it's easy to tell someone to shout, trust in the Lord, let your hope be in the Lord. But the way you coaches have been breaking it down, I think there's been bite-sized pieces that guys can really consume and digest to know where they're at, how to come out of where they're at, and to move forward where they should be. And I'm just so excited here. You guys have been blessing me. And it's just been a tremendous time. And I pray that all who listen to this today blesses you also. Because we've been hitting on some key areas that the enemy would look to play strongholds over your life. Just like First Peter 5 and 8. You have an adversary out there, and one of his tricks is insecurity. He wants you to focus so much on the insecurity that you can't see the faith that's lying there beneath it. Because you're full of faith. And, and the thing about it is we have to understand the word says every man was given a measure of faith. That means you've been given something to overcome everything the cultures have been talking about. 
You just need to stir it up. And I pray that this is stirring it up today. I pray that this is firing you up today, that whatever you're suffering with when it comes to insecurity will be stripped off your life this day as you listen to this broadcast. Because there's so much that we have to do collectively as men in the body of Christ that we've got to level up and come out and move forward. Time's out for us sitting in the back, sitting in the abstract, not standing up, doing what we're supposed to do for the kingdom. The time is now to strip this stuff off so that we can arise as champions on the battlefield and not casualties that we see each and every day. Man, y'all got me fired up here. Y'all got me fired up over here. I'm telling you, we can go another two, three hours with this. But, but we're going to be hey, hey, and not, move forward in the Holy Spirit. Go ahead. I'm, not trying to, I'm trying not to get ejected from the game because, you know, there's <laughs> you so much ammunition from, <laughs> from Coach Tut and Coach Coleman. And I, and I don't even have to go ham and cheese. Are you kidding me? I'm over here hyped up, and I'm trying to keep my composure. See, let me see. Here, let me stop for, for, for the referee blows a whistle. Let me stop. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Coach C. Back to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, Coach Tut, I want to touch on something because you, you, you unpacked it. You, you started it with self-limiting beliefs. But, you know, Coach, I hear the guys out there saying, look, man, I go to church every week. I go to Bible study on Wednesdays, Sundays. I go to church. I'm there on anniversaries. I'm there when we feed the hungry. But how can my authority that the word says I'm supposed to submit to in church, why are they making me insecure? Let's talk to them guys for a minute. Let's get them straightened out. Talk to them, Coach. And when we when we base our faith off of our attendance at church, it we start kind of walking that path where we have to make sure that we're going to church for God, that we're going that we're going to worship Him, and that we're doing things outside of church that are going to keep us in alignment with the Word as well. You know, there are times when we put the full weight of our nourishment from the Word on the pastor that's at our church. Wow. Wow. And we can't do that. Wow. You know, you have people that try to say that they they don't like going to church anymore because you don't feel like they're being fed. But if you ask them, most of the time they're not doing anything the rest of the week to feed themselves. Mm. You know, Come we on. have to be in pursuit. We can't We can't expect that our pastor is going to be the only source of nourishment to carry us through the week. You know, we're doing ourselves a disservice, and we're given six days for the enemy to step in, you know, before the one day of receiving the word from the pastor. So when you have these guys that, you know, they're, they're talking about, well, I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and but what's your prayer life like? What are you doing during wow. the week? What are you doing in your – are you stepping into your prayer closet during the week? Are you getting alone with God daily? You know, mm. how are you in pursuit, or are you trying to blame your lack of growth and faith on your pastor? Uh-oh. When you don't do anything to pursue God yourself, you have nobody to blame but yourself. What? 
Now, I realize I that that might get me a penalty flag, but I'm going to ignore oh, the penalty box. No. I'm going to stay on the field. <laughs> I'll fight the ref if I got to. But hey, what? We, we have to be in pursuit. And that doesn't mean that we can leave it on our pastor to, to feed us. If anything, we need to be in prayer in addition to our own prayer life, we have to lift up the pastor as well because they're the ones that are going to be under even greater attack. Wow. Man. Coach Newton, I know you just, your head probably Uh-oh. just exploded over there where you're at. You just, you're just Ooh. done right now. But Say touch what? on that. Piggyback on that for me. See, see, Coach Tut is like the silent assassin in the locker room. See, he, he he comes off with the smooth but yet razor sharp comment that will get you amped up. Now see that's exactly what's needed. See, and he hit it right on the head. See, we put so much emphasis on the little G. We make our pastors, uh oh, we make our church, uh oh the works that we do in our church, all of them are little G's. Why? Because there's no relational value because when the work stops, guess what? We drop off. Think about it. COVID-19 hit. Oh, I was, I was on this committee. I was on the usher board. I was the one that gave pastor the water. You know, all these things we did in the building. And when COVID-19 hit, guess what happened? It shut religion down and forced relationship to take birth. Why do I say that? Because now the pressure isn't on the pastor to preach you to glory. It's your responsibility to develop the relationship so God can give you the revelation to preach you the glory. See, I don't think they caught that. See, Coach Tut, I, I know exactly where he's going. Because, see, we put so much emphasis on the man or woman of God or our pastor. Look, our pastor's job is to guide you to the truth, to guide you to your own relationship. See, the problem is, coaches, we have driven the, the congregation to drive their sights not on God anymore, but on what I'm wearing, uh-oh, or what suit I'm putting on, or what fancy sermon I can preach to keep people in the church, to keep them tithing. Uh-oh, that's a whole nother, whole nother lesson. But all I'm saying is we get so caught up on the religion, but there's no result for spiritual growth because we never developed the relationship in the first place, Coach D. And that's why we got issues. So I'm right with Coach D. And if I get kicked out the game, I'm going to get kicked out right along with him. So, Coach D, back to you. Man. I couldn't have said it no better. That, that was right on point. Right on point. Well, Coach Coleman, man, you 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 were in the zone there. I, I you you've been giving the guys some good stuff. They 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 got some stuff that they can 
some fundamental stuff that they could stick up. And I and I heard a couple of guys even say, Coach Coleman, we understand what we're saying. We understand insecurities now. But how do we make better decisions? Well, let me start off, Coach Coleman. And, and you touched on it about renewing the mind. Romans 12 and 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But it's been a challenge with some of these guys. How can you tell them to be, or how to begin the process of renewing your mind? Because we know that's going to be the key to combat these insecurities that we're dealing with because the insecurity is a mind thing. You, you, you pointed that out beautifully, that it's a battle, battle in the mind. So how can we tell the guys the process of taking Romans 12 and 2 and hitting the streets with it? Go ahead. Talk to him, Coach Coleman. I'm going to start with uh, the beginning. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. The understanding is, is that in order for this process to begin, something must die in order for something else to live. It's impossible for you to continue to keep the same pattern and expect different results. I know they say that that's the way of terminology of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. I right. still, I still don't understand, and I'll go back to Coach Newton's uh, talk about relationships. Uh, if my wife saw me kissing another woman right now, she would wonder what's wrong with the relationship. Um, mm-hmm. There has to be a transformation. So uh, my little black book got destroyed over 30 years ago. Uh, those same women that I used to talk to, I don't talk to anymore. Uh, there was a conscious decision that my, and here's what, here's the hook, that I was willing to sacrifice the relationships of those other women for the value that my wife would bring. Wow, that's good. That's good. Good right. stuff. I'm, I'm, I'll say that again. Uh, I was willing to. A- I was willing and able, willing and able to sacrifice. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to add a little bit to that because of some of my own background. I was ready. Amen. I was ready, able, and willing. Uh, so I was wrong. I was ready, able, and willing to. Sacrifice those relationships for the sake of the value my wife would bring me. Understanding this, that values determine our decisions. What I value will determine what I decide. If I value one thing or the other, I will put my strength and uh, my stamina in that direction. So if you value and you find that this thing brings you more value, more joy, uh, we discussed this, I think, on uh, times past about the endorphins that are released because of some of our own addictions. If you if you enjoy mm-hmm. that more than you value your relationship with God, then you're going to have a problem making the transformation. Come on. Mm. Yes. Yeah. You're going to have mm. some difficulty making a transformation. Much of what you will see is that you're not willing to sacrifice this today for a better life tomorrow. And if that mm. is your continued process, where you live for today. So let me break it back down. If all you can see is today, 
then you will only live for today. And what's even mm. worse is when all you can see is today, you will live for today and continue to remember the horrors of yesterday. Wow. So you will keep the cycle going and it feeds on itself. But when you start to value the commandments of God and the, del- and the delight in the word of God, then you start to f- see and live into the future. So by faith, I receive these things. By faith, mm. my values change. I'm going to believe that God's going to, I'm going to trust. I'm going to go back to what we start talking about. I'm going to trust that God's going to bring me these things that he's promised. And I'm going to trust that he's going to bring it to me while I let go of the past and I lay hold to the future. You have to realize that this is the transformation process. He's getting you out of your past and into your future. And you have a much much better future if you choose to believe. So you have to choose. You have to change your value system. Right? The only way you can change your value system is if you read the word of God because the only way you're going to know what your better future looks like is if you know the promises of God. Amen. So that's the reason why it's important, like Coach Touch said. you got to feed yourself. I mean, look at yourself. I don't know who I'm talking to and everybody I'm talking to, but most of Americans are at least 20 pounds overweight, which means you're not skipping a meal. Amen. Wow. And if you're not skipping a meal, that means you're feeding yourself. Right, so you found the plate. You found you found you found the food. You found the plate. You found the fork. You found the knife. You found everything you needed in order to make sure you ate, because mm-hmm. you value eating. Mm. You value eating. So if you value eating your natural food, should you not value eating your spiritual food? Therefore, you would consume the promises of God. Here, where I'm going. You would consume the promises of God, and as you consume the promises of God, they become a part of you, and you begin to reflect that in, your, in, in, the, in the sinews and the fibers of your spiritual being, and you walk as stoutly and, if you will, as strong as you ought to be because you've been transformed by the Word of God. I'm going to leave it right there. Change it. Woo! Good stuff, good stuff. Amen, ah, We're rocking and rolling today. All right, we're talking about the guys that we've unpacked in security. We've got a couple weeks of this, and I want to hit about making better decisions in that as they unpack and these insecurities start to get stripped off from. But, Coach Tut, we talked about Romans 12 and 2. Just so we can have a little clarity for the guys as they, they receive what Coach Coleman says, what exactly is renewing my mind? Go ahead, Coach. Talk to the guy. You got the floor. Renewing the mind is going to come from getting into the Word. It's going to be from that alone time with God that lets you really get to where He He speaks to you, to where He gives you the guidance that you need. It's It's where you're no longer no longer going to stay focused on the things of this world and let the things of this world determine your course, right? Come Renewing on. your mind is going to come from hearing the word of God, from that alone time, from really digging in and, and putting into place his word in your life, not just reading it, but living it. That's a renewal of your life. It's a renewal of your mind. It's a renewal of your mindset, 
And it lets you mm. move past where you've been. It lets you move past whatever self-limiting beliefs you've got in place. It lets you live the life that God has intended for you to live in accordance with his word and beyond the things that this world is going to tell you you should live by. Hallelujah. Good stuff. Amen. Amen. Coach Newton, we're about to round the corner on this thing. Guys, they're going to have to get back on the field. They're going to have to. I think we didn't, we, we've unpacked this un- insecure thing, and now we're rounding out about making decisions. But what I need you to explain to the guys while we're here is how can I tell if my mind is being renewed and how do I maintain a renewed mind? Set them straight, Coach. Let them hear what you got. Well, you have – see, it's something that you can't think about. See, for example, for me, see, I was so caught up on what people thought, right? So the more I spent listening to what folks said, the more I did not renew my mind. Why? Because Mm. I'm listening to toxic folks, right? Now, once I started turning off that ear gate and started being quiet and really listening to what God was saying, how do you do that? How to renew your mind? Easy. See, once you block out the noise, and a young man said it so perfectly, when you block out Mm -hmm. the noise and you are able to listen to God, how can I listen to God? How can I hear from God? Glad you asked. Well, you have to develop the relationship. We're going back to the beginning of what we said when we first came out Amen. in the locker room. You have to develop relationship. How do you get that? Read the word of the Lord and develop a prayer life. Okay, I don't know how to pray like y'all. Y'all sound like y'all super deep. No, listen. Prayer is a conversation between you and God. You don't have to be speaking in Swahili. You don't have to go through all this extra stuff that you were taught in church. Just have a conversation or have a convo with Jesus. Now, as you develop your prayer life, those other things will come. See, once we get out the way, Brother Don, and we realize that we need to stay out of God's way when he's trying to transform our mind, then we're better mm. off. We renew our mind in the process. We renew our mind as we continually seeking him, not going to every church meeting. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't. I hate to say that, but see, we put so much emphasis on the work, Brother Don, that we're not renewing our mind. We're renewing our status quo on the usher board or our status quo with the pastor. See, we're not renewing our mind. We're doing church as usual. We're not coming with a different path, different mindset. We're not even coming back to the house to challenge the pastor to seek an even closer walk with Jesus. Uh-oh. I got in trouble with that one. Got a, I got a legal use of the mouth right there. So let, let me stop right there for the time. But, but to answer your question, 
renewing our mind is a process. And in every process, it takes time. And you have to be willing as a man or a woman to stop the nonsense, replace it with the good stuff, and link yourself up with people that's not only going to talk to you for real, for real, but be able to encourage you as well in the things of God. So that's my mindset. That's my thought. That's my final halftime talk. The offensive line coach is done. Let's get back on the field. Coach D, back to you. Amen. Amen. All right, coaches, we get ready to give them the play. But uh, I want to, Coach Tut, to give uh, a last few words of encouragement before they get back out on the field of life. So you have the floor, sir. So like Coach, like Coach Chris was talking about, we have to be, we have to do the work to develop our relationship with God. But that not only takes the effort, but it takes consistency. You know, we have to we have to make the commitment to building that relationship with God. We can't do it based off of our feelings. We have to do it based off the commitments that we make. And the commitment that we have to make is to developing that relationship with God. You know, and I hope, you know, from hearing the other coaches today, I think that they've done an amazing job in breaking this topic down into bite-sized pieces. And it comes back to that old saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. (laughs) One bite at a time. One bite at a time. And that's what you have to do in order to really grow don't look at it as an overwhelming concept of having a relationship with God. Take it one bite at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time, and through consistency, that's where you end up with growth. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. Coach Coleman, give the guys some encouragement before we get back on the field so they can have something to take with them before they get back in the game. You have the floor, sir. I will say this plainly. Um, you have the play. You just need to run the play. Oftentimes, it's not that we don't know what to do. We just choose not to do it. Or uh, we choose to call our own audible uh, when we know what the play is. Uh, so I would, I'll be your, your coach of encouragement at this moment in time that you can win this, but you just got to run the right play. God is more than likely giving you the insight and the vision of what you should do. It is the execution of it. I, I, I call uh, Paul over here. He, he says, uh, you know, you say you have faith, I have works. He says, I'll show you my faith by my works. Uh, mm. So here we have the understanding that I believe and I trust in God. So my works will display it because I have truly trusted in him. Understanding that I step forward in faith. And in doing so, he will supply what is before me. Uh, just as you supply, just as he supplies the ground that you walk on every day. So just Amen. believe that you can put your feet on the ground and there is a God. And if, if you, when you put your feet on the ground, you know the trust that he has provided the ground upon which you walk. And just like he's provided a play for you to execute that you might be successful in every area of your life. It isn't, listen, how about this? Here's the crazy part. It is not the play you might want to run. But it's the Come play on. you ought to run. 
That's it, it is not the thing that you can you but you you say but I can't I don't see how um, how that person who normally guards that position is going to be able how I'm going to be able to take them out. Don't worry about that. God will move people out of your way. You just need mm. to be in the way. right. You just need Amen. to be in the way. So don't be so concerned about people critics as we've talked about and people who try to put you in insecure places. You know, don't don't be concerned about them. Just be concerned about running the play as your mind Amen. is being transformed, which means you get new information. You get new information, information you've not had before, and you're not necessarily comfortable with. But the mm. more you run that play, the more you run that play, the more it will become even more apparent to you that God knows exactly what he's doing with you, through you, and in you. So stay in courage. Go recover all. David did it. You can too. Go get it. Go get it. Whose house? God's house. God's house. Whose house? (laughs) Coach Newton, man, this has been one fantastic, anointed, Holy Ghost-filled time. You got anything you'd like to leave the guys with before they get back on the field? You have the floor, sir. I think we all said it in such a way where anybody can get it. See, it's not about how much you know. It's how much you're willing to listen. See, it's it's not how much degrees you have on your wall. If you're not a person or a personable person or an approachable person, then how can you make any changes at all? See, in order for us to renew our mind, in order for us to stop being insecure, is to look in the mirror and look at yourself. Mm -hmm. We Mm got to be able Mm -hmm. to do a self-assessment. See, it's easy to judge everyone else because we're looking from the outside. It's very easy. But see, when we start looking on the inside, which is us, then we're able to make changes in other people's lives. See, some people, and I'm going to steal this because we have uh, someone listening in via Facebook and they're typing away, but we have to be coachable. And a lot of us are not coachable. See, a lot of us don't even want to read the playbook. We're going based off our natural ability. I'm going somewhere. See, just because you are naturally gifted, you still need structure to make it to the next level. See, I don't care if you're LeBron James. I don't care if you're Michael Jordan. They had to be what? Coached. They had the talent, but in order for them to be great, they had to be what? Coached. It's the same thing in the kingdom. We got a whole bunch of Michael Jordans that don't want to be coached, and you wonder why we got a whole bunch of problems in our own church communities. Look, we need to all stop trying to be Michael Jordan. It's okay to be the fifth man. And it's okay to be the right-hand man like Scottie Pippen. 
Just saying. It's nothing wrong being in the background, and it's nothing wrong mm. being a supporting cast because you still reach to the same goal. And what's that? Having a relationship with our Father, Jesus Christ, our King. I'm done. Let's go back out in the field and play. I'm done. Amen, amen. Wow. That's all I can say, folks, is wow. This has been one Holy Ghost-filled amazing time. And I know you felt the spirit moving this because you, you couldn't help it. I mean, the coaches were on fire today. But I want to leave you with this. This is what it's about. Everything is based on relationships. And we know that every coach today is not telling you from a place that they've read in a book or they had to sit in a classroom. Each one of these coaches was sharing from a point of where you're at right now. Bloody, bruised up, scarred, all over. And the thing about what was beautiful about the coaches and the way they brought it out, they were giving you things that they've learned from experience. And we've all been giving you things that we had to endure, just like you, that are listening here today. And no one's immune from it. I don't care if you just accepted Christ yesterday or you've been walking with Christ for 20-plus years. No one is immune from the stuff that we're talking about. But you don't have to be a victim to it. You don't have to succumb to it. You can't get through it. Even I today, I have to sit back and take the prescription because, look, insecurity will look to set into me as well. If the enemy can trick me and make me feel like, make me feel insecure, then he's got me. But what I want you to do this week as you read this, I'm going to wait for you to get a pencil and a piece of paper down uh, so you can write these things down. And I want you to read these each and every day and just meditate on them. If you're battling with insecurity, if you just want to shore up the fence to keep from insecurity coming back in, I'm, we're, me and the coach is going to give you a prescription here today that I want you to do. Because, see, our next area that we're going to go into, and it was important in the way God said, I need these insecurities dealt with because now I'm going to deal with your identity and who you really are. Not who they say you are, but who you are. And it's very important that we dealt with this and unpacked insecurities because insecurities can't go in with who Christ called you to be. It can't. It can't. So what I want you to do, number one, here it is. The major component we talked about was trust. And I want you to write down Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I'm going to read it. It's a very familiar portion of Scripture. But I just want you to read it every day for this week just so you can internalize it. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And a lot of times we get insecure because we don't know where we're going. It's almost like we, 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 we've forgotten the way. You know, we live in an age now with GPS, so it's real easy. All you got to do is punch in the address and follow the voice. But we don't have GPS when we, where we're, we're talking. We have a compass, and that compass is Jesus Christ. And 
sometimes if you don't know how to read that compass, if you don't know how to set your course, you will get messed up. But when you trust in the Lord with all your heart, he's going to set due north so wherever he takes you, he can take you. The second one I got is First Samuel 15 and 22. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of ram. Obedience, that's the key. Coach Coleman touched on David. David conquered because of his obedience. It wasn't because of anything else other than he followed the Lord when the Lord told him to go. So you get those two components working in your life, trust and obedience, insecurity has no place to stand, period, period. Trust in the Lord with all your understanding. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You get those two components working in your life, you are on your way. Insecurity will not have a place to stand in your life. Amen? Well, hey, look, this has been a dynamite time. We are just about out of time here. I encourage you to go back. You can Google Men of Purpose Locker Room. You can find us on any uh, pod streaming cast. You can go to TPV. Uh, radio network and we're there because we're also on blog talk and other different platforms um, the psalmist voice we're on that platform as well or you can go to our webpage men of purpose locker room click there we're also there come visit us on facebook men of purpose and the locker room we're on facebook and also also we would love to hear from you mop locker room at gmail.com drop us a line you know, we're hitting on some stuff. We're following what God is telling us to do. But if you're really being blessed or you, you want a deeper dive in it, let us know. We'll be more than willing to meet you right where you're at. Well, this is Coach D. With all the coaches here, Coach Tut, Coach uh, Newton, Coach Tom Coleman, today we thank you for tuning in. Go out on our webpage, see the calendar. Um, you can call in. You, there's various ways of listening out there, but we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. So that's our time in the locker room. Everybody suit up, get ready. Let's hit the field, and let's go because we're going to go back out in championship form. Amen. God bless you, and thank you. Radio, Central Texas.